0: Hello and welcome to A Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be your storyteller for this game about living gods on the wrong side of the law. Joining me for this game is...
1: Hey there guys, my name is Tyler. Pronouns are he, him, I'm gonna be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-affected street exorcist.
2: Hi everybody, my name's Christina. I will be playing Elyon. My pronouns are she, her, and Elyon's pronouns are they, them. They are a water-aspected investigator.
3: Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman.
4: Hi, my name is Britt, and my pronouns are she and her. I play a wood aspect named Rush Ferris, who has a ferret familiar named Zeke. Together, they specialize in archery, larceny, and dance.
5: Hi, I'm Michaela Sheher, and I'll be playing Tirali of House Trigara, an earth aspected leader of a small military force known as the Tyrants who collects the books for the gang.
0: And this is Exalted, like a dragon blooded, the Atonement Prison Break. Here is how the, this is going to go. Uh, I know that you already decided to start giving orders uh, to your other guys, and I will actually ha- a- count that towards the stunt. Once it, your turn comes around, at least for the first one, uh, Michaela, I am going to ask that uh, to give them proper orders that give them potential bonuses against the undead. You will be using the flurry action to give orders and also attack if you wish to. And you might have war charms that let you do that. I'm not 100% sure. But basically, you're in charge of uh your army uh, doing shit. <laughs> so. Starting off at the absolute top of initiative is going to be divine at 16. Did you roll for hell already? Oh, my God. I am so sorry. You're fine. I'll just, I, I, I guess we get
3: in the surprise round.
0: You are not getting a surprise. He is going to pump his joint battle roll. Um, he is going to pump his joint battle roll and give himself an extra uh, four dice as well as let himself re-roll sixes. Uh, because he is working within his excellency, he gets the re-roll sixes rule because he is working within his excellency of trying to keep people bound. Wow! Get bent. Man, I wow.
2: thought the dice do- roller hated me tonight. I,
0: I can't believe that I just rolled 15 fucking No dice. sixes. Got no sixes and only got three fucking successes. God damn it.
3: I'm about to crash this motherfucker so hard. Mm.
0: hmm So scales is going to go at six. Um obviously he's going to go after Ferris because I believe in giving you all uh priority. So, Divine. What are you gonna do, bud? Yeah. So uh
3: Seeing everybody get punchy, uh, Divine's gonna act scrappy now that he's, you know, with his boys. And, uh, he's gonna start shadow boxing, kind of shadow boxing from a distance. The. Yeah. Gonna start shadow boxing the
1: coppers. Are you, are you gonna fight Iron Michael? Yeah.
3: <laughs> As a, uh,. Kind of volley of small electric sparks fly from his fists over uh, Ricky's shoulders towards the uh, towards copper.
0: Okay, he is not the best at evading. Uh, I will give you a single dot stunt for uh, for an extra two dice. He has an evasion of four.
3: All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and spend a willpower on a success. And one dot stun only adds one dice, right? Two dice. Two dice.
0: It just doesn't give any willpower back, and it doesn't give any uh, auto successes. Gotcha, gotcha.
3: Then I'm going to add a... uh, add a die with uh, Seeking Throat.
0: Okay, go ahead and roll it. Eight successes, beating his evasion of four. uh, By uh, four. So what is your damage regularly? Um... My damage
3: is uh thirteen from short. Sure.
0: Thirteen plus four. Um that would be a uh plus four would be a seventeen. Uh what is your overwhelming? Um weapon uh, are exists? you using? Uh I'm using my lore bolt.
3: Doesn't that have like the rules of Yeah, overwhelming is my essence plus one. So four overwhelming. And I ignore three uh, hardness from metal armor, including the five magical materials.
0: Well, since you're not doing. Decisive damage, right?
3: Right. So I just ignore uh, three soak.
0: You just ignore three soak. OK, um, in that case, that brings his soak down to a 13. He was originally a soak 16 because, again, he's in heavy magical material armor. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so your, I believe that would put you at a four withering dice. Is that correct? I believe so. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Four withering dice. Okay. So your overwhelm and this were, I believe, the same. Yeah. Still three. That's not bad. Those three successes yeah. are something to scoff at, bud.
3: I'll rent I'll c- three from somebody with 13 fucking soak.
0: So that puts him down to uh, three on the initiative. Divine goes up to 17 uh, from hitting. And then 20 from uh, reaping from 10,000 copper scales. Next up at 12 is Turali. Uh Turali, what order, what, what would you like to do this turn? Like I mentioned before, I would like you to give some orders to the tyrants to deal with the... Uh, The undead that are coming in, uh, while that they're a good battle group without their leader giving them direct orders, they can uh, kind of devolve into, well, kind of just being ruffians.
5: I mean, that's fair.
0: Do you have any charms that let you flurry a command action with, with with like anything else?
3: Negative.
0: Okay. So in that case, what we would be doing with the flurry action is if you wanted to take another action besides giving them a command this turn, um, both rolls would be at a minus three die penalty. Or you can just let their, like I will let you know right now, they are both size five battle group and the undead have perfect morale, so they will not give up. So giving them a command to give these guys bonuses is going to be in your best interest. One second. No problem. Okay. What are you doing?
5: All right. So her command for arousing them and giving them direction is going to be, you know, tyrants. I want y'all to be unyielding, merciless. Make the undead wish that they were alive so death could come for them. Do not give them an inch.
0: Oh. Okay. Let's see. What would be the... You're just trying to give them uh, bonuses to to like stand against the undead. Pretty much. Okay. so I'm going to say that that is so that is absolutely going to be. uh, What is your best social? uh, What's better, uh, your social or or your intelligence? Uh, I should say what's better, your charisma or your intelligence?
5: Charisma wins.
0: Okay. That's good, because that absolutely sounded like a charisma roll anyway. Um, so I'm going to say that's going to be a charisma plus war roll. Um, so it's going to be a difficulty of three and to basically inspire your troops to uh, to be better. All
5: right. Can I use tactics mean everything to give me some additional dice to go along with this as well?
0: Absolutely. My other question to you is, are you going to use this turn to just give them commands or are you going to flurry it with an attack?
5: Uh, For this time, I'm going to just focus on getting my men in order because I've got people surrounding me that in case, you know, Red Rocket gets spunky. So I I feel like I can focus on my men for just a second.
0: Sounds good. So then that is going to be your charisma plus war. Uh, And then you can use any other additional charms. For that uh rousing speech, I will absolutely give you that two dot stunt. So two extra dice and a uh, auto success. Yep. So and it's going to be at a difficulty of three.
5: One second, let me re-roll six. All right, Michaela. With so 13 with auto success.
0: 13 successes on rallying your troops versus the forces of the undead. So you got 10 threshold successes. What I'm going to do for that is until that you go until that you want to boost them or change any plans or anything with them as that the war. As the war front changes, they're going to basically be able to pull from those successes as if that they were like excellency dice for them. Uh, but basically those, those 10 X, those 10 threshold successes are going to give you uh uh, ten, 10 dice that they can just use to uh, to boost themselves on their turn. Lovely. All right. Next up at 10 is going to be Elian. If
2: I wanted to grapple someone, I could use my martial arts, right?
0: You absolutely can use your martial arts for that.
2: Because my plan was to... Um go and try and hold this dude. Um, but if that doesn't really work very well, I can do something else.
0: Um, so grappling rules. Grappling is put under a gambit. Grapple gambit is a gambit with a difficulty of two, which means that you are going to roll. Um, you are going to roll decisive for that. Basically, you would roll to hit and then if you succeeded, you would roll whatever your decisive dice were. Since it has a difficulty of 2, you have you would be hit trying to hit um this person's parry, which is currently a 6 plus 2 because you have to hit the the gambit of uh 2. The gambit threshold of 2. Uh so you would have to roll 8 successes to successfully grapple this guy.
2: Okay, so uh, I'm not going to grapple them cuz that's a hard number to hit. Uh, so Elion behind them is going to...
0: I was wrong. So what you would be doing is you'd be, uh, I apologize, I'm, I'm, I have not actually read through gambits before. So what you would actually be doing is you would be trying to hit them with, with your normal stuff. So your, uh, decks and martial arts. Uh, currently his... Uh, defense, his parry is a six. If you hit, then you would roll your decisive dice and have to get a two or above. I apologize. Gambits are something that we never did before and have not done before. So,
2: essentially, what I want to do is, um, Elyon is, with just the essence crackling, is gonna try and go in and get their arms up because they're holding a the scythe, so they're gonna try and get their arms up and kind of pull the arms back so that they can't swing the scythe very well and kind of hold them so that um Ricky and uh Divine and everybody can come in and get some blows without getting striked as easily. Um, if that would work.
0: Yes, that would absolutely work. Uh, I will absolutely, since you are also attempting a weird thing, I will absolutely give you a uh, two-dot stunt. So auto-success and two extra dice.
2: For relevant potential con- five or higher. Okay. So if I have to deal with a control roll for this, since um, and I g- end up getting some orbs potentially, I can double my nines on those control rolls. But I have to get orbs first. Could I also spend a willpower to get an extra success?
0: Yes, you can. And since that I gave you a two dot uh stunt, you just regenerate it.
2: Cool. See what I mean?
0: Wow, it just hit
2: me tonight.
0: But since you did not even hit him the first time, um, I need to look up what that does to your initiative real quick. Oh,
2: wait, I forgot some dice. Hold on.
0: Oh, I'm did dumb. you, okay.
2: Well, so would it be like just a normal attack where I add my accuracy in too?
0: No, since it's a decisive attack, it is technically a decisive attack.
2: Okay, that's fine then. Never mind. So that, yep, that's that's what I rolled.
0: You know what, for the sake of everything, I'm going to just say that the for now, the initiative goes down by one on your end for a unsuccessful uh, decisive attack. I might be wrong, it might be two or something, but I'm going to make that GM call for uh, brevity's sake. Next up on initiative, uh, at initiative nine, is Ricky.
1: Okay. I have a couple things I would like to do. Okay. Firstly, what is his initiative at right now?
0: His initiative is currently at a three.
1: Okay. I would like to firstly spin two motes and use the unbearable taunt. Okay. Uh, well, can you remind me what is the god who possesses him is? Sigor,
0: the god of bondage.
1: Hey, uh... hey, Kappa. Uh, does that kind of bondage, bondage guy, you're really close with? Does he just like rail you all night long? Is that what you get into at night when you're not, you know, prowling around? Is that your thing? Seems like seems like a thing. behind I know the armor. I can I can can smell a weirdo. I mean, you do you, but you know, yeah. So, what that does is I roll to inspire a single target with anger. If it's successful, the target must immediately respond to her with hostility. If in combat, this influence roll instead provokes an enemy into prioritizing attacking the dragon butt instead of any of her allies on this next turn. Even if he does pay the willpower roll at cost to resist, he loses two initiative if he attacks any other character that turn.
0: Okay. Uh, so I will let you know that uh, ten thousand copper scales has a resolve of five. Fuck. He's very devoted to his job.
1: Did it does it say did, is it I don't know if that's a role. I think he unless he even if he pays the willpower cost to resist, he lowers his initiative if he attacks any other
0: uh, so even if he does pay the willpower cost to resist basically means that like there is a rule in Exalted where that you can go, fuck you, I'm not taking that and still roll and pay the willpower cost.
1: Oh, sure. Okay. So I still have to roll. I have to roll my presence. You
0: still have to beat his resolve. Okay.
1: So I think I roll 12 on that by base because my specialization in presence is talking shit.
0: Uh, yes. Um. So here's the thing. Are you comboing that with anything else? Because... Does unbearable taunt let you flurry it?
1: Uh, It does not, but I have a secondary charm that does let me flurry it.
0: Okay, I would recommend using that unless, of course, that you wanted to take the flurry penalty.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Eternally argumentative flame. When she flurries a presence or socialized space influence role, the flurry penalty on both actions is reduced by one. And she doesn't suffer a defense
0: penalty. Okay, so then both, so that's it, so you're planning on attacking this turn, right? Oh, certainly. Okay, so then both of your rolls would be at minus two.
1: So it's normally a minus three.
0: Yes, it is normally a minus three to Flurry.
1: Uh, but I'm in Fire Aura, right?
0: Uh, yes, you would be. It removes the Flurry penalty entirely. Oh, well, okay then. Yeah. I so, knew that there was something that it did for you, and then I yeah. went, uh, yeah. I, I remember that there was something that, like, let you just ignore that, but, you know, yep. I, I want to make sure we stick to the rules as close as we oh, can.
1: I understand. Um, so that's, I think, 12 base. Um, did the description do anything for me?
0: Yes, absolutely. I would absolutely give you an extra two dice and an auto success for that.
1: Okay, so 14. I don't think I'm going to stack any old Pleasant Charms. I think that'll be enough.
0: Oh man, 14 to get five to get five or more successes? Yep. You motherfucker with ten successes.
1: I'm really good at talking shit, Brendan.
0: Okay, he's gonna be coming at you, bud. That's fine. I hope you're ready for this. Probably
1: not, but he can't attack anybody else. I mean I guess he spends the willpower, but he can do that if he wants. Oh, and then I would like to How many charms can you use in a turn?
0: Were any of those simple? Yes, Unbearable Taunt Technique was. So that is your use of a charm. Uh,
1: so I can't use any more charms this turn?
0: Um. So you can still attack, but you can't use any charms that say Simple on them.
1: Oh, okay. So as long as they don't say Simple, I can use them? Correct. Then I will do a Withering Attack using Rotten Leaf Arrested, and then that's all I think I'll do. Um. So, uh, Ricky's just going to like... Wind back to aim a strike towards his head, but in a fake out, just like pivot the staff halfway through the swing, just just to hit him in the testicles. Just just the cheapest shot.
0: His parry is currently a five uh, due to onslaught penalties. Mm-hmm. Um he is in response seeing you come at him since you are the only target that he can really take. Or is going to spend two motes from his uh, martial arts excellency to get himself back up to a six. And then is going to use revolving crescent defense for four motes and one initiative to convert his onslaught penalty into bonuses to parry. That's that disgusting, not- Brendan. I know. So what is his parry now? His parry is currently a seven.
1: Okay. Um. Did the stunt do anything for me?
0: Uh, two, uh, two dice and a auto success, I believe. I will let you know that because he used revolving crescent defense, he did lower his initiative by one. He is now down to two. Yep. And that is not a thing that he can use once he is down in the negatives.
1: Uh, I will. What is the accuracy of my staff? One.
0: Accuracy three. Accuracy three. Okay.
1: So nine, 12, 16 dice, one auto success.
0: Gotta beat seven. Or gotta hit seven or above. Yep. Hot damn.
1: That is 12. And Rotten Leaf Arrested gives me plus one overflow. uh, Overwhelming? Overwhelming, yeah. So my overwhelming is...
0: Okay, so first off, he goes down by one for getting hit. You go up by one for hitting him. Next up, you beat his uh, everything by four. What is your damage? 12? Plus your strength. Sixteen. And then you add in four. Twenty. So then uh, and what is your overwhelm real quick? Three. OK, so you are rolling four withering dice. OK, because again, soka sixteen. Yep. Son of a bitch. Holy shit. And you had one job to crash him. Oh, no. <sighs> he is somehow re- remaining at one initiative.
1: Oh well, um, hold on. Let me read Rottenly for a Because I think something still happens as long as I hit him.
3: Man, look at that medicine
0: roll. It's good.
1: Nope, that only does anything if it deals damage, so I literally did nothing. I'm done.
0: Well, you actually went up one initiative and brought him down one.
1: Yeah. He brought himself down by one. But that's fine.
0: So, next up is going to be Ferris at, uh, at six.
4: So, I'm gonna do a withering attack.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
4: I'm gonna use Unobstructed Hunter's Aim, which is my archery excellency, one moat per die. And I'm gonna add four.
0: Okay, I will let you know that since he has been hit twice at this point, his evasion is currently a two. I will add two. I mean you're doing a withering attack, so having more dice is usually pretty good, so that's fine. Um
4: after Ricky did his thing, I'm just gonna um kind of pop out from behind Divine and kind of move in front of him or like next to him, so I can have a better view of my target. I will draw my arrow and look down the shaft to find the best point of um, impact on this dude. I will calm myself, taking deep breath, focusing my aim, and thinking about how badly I want to get off this damn prison island.
0: Okay, and final question for you for this, Brett. Did you want to spend any willpower?
4: Yes, I will spend one willpower for an auto success.
0: Okay, Um, I am absolutely going to give you uh, a three-dot stunt for that. So please take two extra dice on auto success and two willpower, uh, which is allowed to take you above your maximum. Uh, I feel like giving out that three-dot stunt for you right there because I felt like that you uh, dealt with the scenery, uh, you described your action very well, and you also gave me some really good insight into how your characters feel. Go ahead and roll it.
4: Uh, When I add my accuracy, that's extra dice added to it.
0: Yes, it is, since this is a withering attack. Okay. Uh, So you got four above. Uh, What is your damage plus strength? or I'm sorry, you actually got, I'm so sorry, you actually got uh, six above. So what is your damage plus strength?
4: My damage on my bow is plus nine, and my strength is three.
0: Uh, So that'd be 18, so you are, uh, and what is your overwhelming? One. Okay, so you are rolling two withering dice because he has Ahsoka 16.
4: Lame, but okay. Womp womp.
0: I think he's still technically crashed, though. Uh, he would, by the rules that we've done before, he is still technically crashed. As you take him down to zero, which we have said is a crash before, so you take him down to a zero, you get a plus one from the seven, and then you get the crash bonus of plus five. Bringing Ferris up to a 12. However, now, is his turn. So, trying to figure out, uh, <laughs> knowing who the biggest threat is—the person who has completely decided to uh, decided to make himself uh, the main target here—ten thousand copper scales, unwilling to let his prey leave this island. He's going to buff his himself with five moats. He's then. Going to use Falling Scythe Flash along with Bleeding Crescent Strikes. He is now at a burning uh anima as his anima starts to raise up around him. It is the picture of a massive being holding chains and whips and leathers, and everything that one could associate with bondage, good or bad. And it is ready to bring you all into its fold as it raises up behind him. He is going to be rolling 15 dice, and it doubles up to five of his nines. Yikes. Okay. Ricky, before that I roll this, is there anything that you'd like to do? Anything that you'd like to stunt to get out of the way? Anything that you want to oh, do? I was
1: waiting for you to ask. How is he swinging at me?
0: Um, as if he kind of moves forward like a big stompy boy from, uh, from a Fire Emblem game, he's just bringing the scythe down in the biggest arc that he can to try and, like, big diagonal swing to try and, like, maximize hitting like center of mass
1: uh i would like to see the trajectory of the downward slice and do like a small adjusted duck onto the the swinging side to like duck underneath the slash and then just like dart past him and like lean up against the small of his back so i'm like at his weak spot and just be like like some 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 zany cartoon antics where i'm like Staying in the small with back so he can't turn his big, goofy, muscled, uh, armored arms around and get me.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll give you an extra two on that. Uh, What does that make your uh, evasion or parry? Whichever one's higher. Uh,
1: That would make... So it's dex plus dodge divided by two rounded up, right? Yes. Uh, That would make plus two, that'd make it a six.
0: And your parry would be dex plus martial arts divided by two round up.
1: Same thing. Um, I'll, I'm going to dodge, though, because I would like to use Threshold Warding Stance to get plus one. I'd like to use uh, Ember Mid-Smokeless Direction to do the plus one and the essence, the, uh, the essence damage. Actually, I'll just do Threshold Warding Stance twice. So I'll have right. plus two.
0: And Threshold Warding Stance, if I recall, costs you some initiative?
1: Um, let me see. I'm sorry. My math is actually wrong. It's actually... Um, so it's five normally... Plus two to seven. Plus two is nine. Oh
0: it does not. Okay.
1: So it'd be nine evasion.
0: So your dodge is a six regularly?
1: My dodge is a five regularly. You said plus two.
0: Mm-hmm. So seven. And then you're using two motes? Yes. Or I'm sorry, four motes.
1: Yes. So that'll make
0: it make it up to nine. Okay. So he's gotta hit a nine or above.
1: It's possible. It's a lot of dice. Oh. Oh yeah, it can re-roll the nine.
0: Uh, the nine no, it's not that he re-rolls nines. He counts the nines as two. Oh, okay. Let me just double check that. Uh doubles up to strength nines. Okay. Uh the nice thing is, is that uh since that he uh since he didn't hit, he didn't get to actually use falling scythe flash, which lets him double strength on Witherings.
1: Uh
0: Yeah. Uh, so he does not hit.
1: Um, I would like to do one more thing, uh, because I've said on this for a while, and it's probably overkill right now, but it's still funny. Um, I would like to spend one point and do Oppressing the Oppressors. Uh, when facing someone in combat who is a known slaver once per round when they miss a withering attack, you can reflexively make a wits plus a cult roll to have their weapon backfire and strike the user. Not- while, you do, while you do not gain or lose an issue from the action, they can lose. It.
0: Go ahead and roll that. Uh, I don't think he's expecting that. So I'm going to say that's on his evasion. It has refreshed so far. So that is uh, a four. Ah and it happens.
1: Yeah, it's fine. He's already at zero. So I can't I can only be so upset about it.
0: We start back up, uh, we have finished up the in, the first round of initiative for, uh, you all fighting the boss. Now, the camera swings back over to Tirali's Tyrants versus, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, the Horde of Zombies. We've kind of hand-waved what the, uh, Tyrales Tyrants exactly look like, but, uh, Michaela, do you have a general idea... Um, but Michaela, do you have a general idea of what the, to tyrants, uh, look like? Are they like, I don't know, like, I can't recall if that we have described them before.
5: Kind of gruff looking bunch of dudes who you definitely want to run into, uh, in a back alley. Uh, some of them are a little seedier looking, um. Definitely a little bit other side of the tracks looking, but for the most part, you can tell they're elite uh warriors, well trained and disciplined. Um, you know, definitely battle scarred. Um, but they take care of themselves. Um most of them do. Like I said, there's a few sketchy ones in there from the family.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh so they're basically a group that is uh well trained but like are uh but they are like an organized gang that are just kind of like extraordinarily loyal to you
5: pretty pretty much yeah
0: okay we can work on uh a little bit more description of them once that we get them to Skiro, get them actually properly outfitted but for now uh according to their stats they are dudes who have swords so at 8, uh, Turali. to let you know, uh, as we recall from uh, Thursday when we ran before, uh, when you made your war roll, uh, I gave you 10 extra dice that you can just use. I believe that you have their battle group sheet up for lot casting a Temi, but to let you know, their regular attack roll as a rank 5 battle group is a 16. And I am allowing you to add... Up to your war score per turn in those 10 extra successes um, to whatever roles you need them to make. Or you can use two of those to up their uh, defenses. Uh, basically kind of like an excellency would.
5: All so, right.
0: What would you like them to do for their first action?
5: Well, where we left off last time, they got a nice rousing speech about uh, not letting the undead army gain any ground uh, and to uh, make them wish they were alive so they could die. So I assume they are going to be uh, embroiled, ready for battle, and charging forward.
0: Absolutely. They will move that uh move that range band close to uh the dead men and make their attack. How many of those extra dice that I've given you from your uh good war roll would you like them to use? Uh your cap is your war score per turn.
5: Um I guess we'll start to big and see how it goes i won't max it out but we'll add four this time
0: okay then michaela if you could give me a roll of 20 20 dice eight successes versus versus their evasion of two gives you six threshold successes their damage is a 17, which means that you would be rolling me 23 dice of damage or 10 successes. Now, when the battle groups clash like this, they basically just start attacking each other's magnitude until that they, they, they go down. So uh, with 10 successes, the health of the uh, Dead Men tell No Tale goes from a magnitude of 18 down to a magnitude of 8. Once they get reduced to zero, they go down in size. Uh, because the zombies, as cre- as undead creatures, have perfect morale and cannot be routed.
3: Fuck your route
1: checks.
0: Oh, wait. I just realized that I made a mistake uh, that I'm going to... Just let us keep for now, but they did have a soak of eight, but we're not going to worry about that for now. They are going to attack you back. Uh, they have an attack pool of ten. Um, Your guys have an evasion of five and a parry of seven. Considering that they're only using rusted swords, they have to beat a seven or above to hit you. Or to hit the battle group.
5: Fair enough. With
0: three whole successes, while that they may have clashed weapons and hit, considering that there are so many of them, um, any potential damage that they take at this point is negligible. Um, They are, uh, it does not affect uh, the tyrant's magnitude. The reason that this is so important with uh, both of these armies clashing is is that uh, the the undead don't have as much, but they essentially have like a bunch more health tracks than your guys ever do. Whereas your guys, unless of course you have like war charms to help with it, if their magnitude ever gets reduced to zero, they will have to make a route check. And that's just letting you know kind of how the system works.
5: Alrighty then.
0: With that out of the way, uh, that is the battle group's turn to clash uh, with each other. Next, I'm giving the NPCs their turns to do their things. The first thing that I would actually like to know is, besides Michaela, does anyone here have any knowledge of the realm? We've already
3: covered that I only have the most base of
0: knowledge. Okay.
3: And whatever I... uh learned from
1: salon i don't think ricky's first in
4: that no that's totally fair
2: i imagine eleon is like
4: minusculely first in the realm but i have one dot in lore and i know low realm that's probably about it and whatever i would have learned being part of the family
0: Okay, um, so for those of you who think that you might have some uh, knowledge of it, I would absolutely love a, and this is going to sound weird, a perception plus lore role. Whereas for Tarali, I would love a perception plus awareness role. question.
2: Does having yes. a contact in the guild or knowing any of the, the like low realm, high realm languages help at all? probably not but I'm asking anyways uh probably not all right so
3: before i make this roll uh is what i'm rolling for something that would have come up in conversation with uh salon teaching divine about the realm
0: Uh, yeah those absolutely conversations yeah wow everybody except for elian got 3 successes uh elian um this I is
2: actually successes
0: the rest what? of us got 4 I said everyone except for Elian got three successes is what you said. Um, Elian, this is technically a visual thing. So if you want to add your cat eyes in, you're welcome to.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that gives me, yes, for visual perception. I didn't think to to ask because I wasn't sure. So four total.
0: So everybody got in some case a four. So. I'm going to give you all the same information, and then I'm going to give Tarali a little bit more just because uh Turali does have house Regara background. You all see um as that you're looking at uh while that you're fighting while that while that the fight has been going on, the uh horizon to the northwest has begun to fill up with sails. specifically
2: he said Northwest correct.
0: You all see on the sails, specifically this, uh, the, the mons, uh, that looks almost like a, uh, a flower with, uh, some things coming off of it. I really don't know how to describe this properly. It also kind of looks a little bit like an elephant in my mind. Maybe that's just me. It's Um, a flower
5: with
4: grapes. A lily with grapes. It kind of looks like grapes.
0: Okay. It's so a flower specifically like put very front and center on most of the sails of to the realm knows that that symbol of house Venef, to one is one of the newest, uh, they were formed. I want to before this, um, they're a wood aspected house and they own most of the Navy of the realm right now. Uh, the only people who have more like control of the sea is house Pelops but they're mostly situated in the west
3: they about to own a lot less of the navy
0: as that you guys see all uh see this on the horizon coming towards you uh it's still a good ways out but there's like a glance from 10,000 uh scales who like looks back and like gives this deep like <laughs> One of the wardens already called for backup. And as this is going on, the you can see um the, uh across the uh the sun that's reached uh that's reached its midday point, um there is a giant shadow that gets cast. Um and if you guys were to look up, you can see a giant hawk is carrying two people in its outspread wings. Both of them being uh, the guy who, uh, the sorcerer, as well as the the captain of the pirate crew. And they are heading towards the southwest. And you can kind of hear very faintly. Don't worry, bros, we'll help you out. We just got to get to our ship. Radical. Howabunga.
3: I don't think they're coming back, guys. We just got to kick this copper's ass
0: all on our own. Um. So before we get up to uh, the top of initiative, I have one question for you all. How is everyone looking on uh, essence? Pretty I got enough good. to keep going. Is anyone exceptionally low? I'm about half spent, but that's OK. Define
3: exceptionally.
0: So I am asking for the purpose of another NPC that is about to join with his support skills, Manami. Give me just a second to make a roll for this NPC for you all, as that he is going to use one of his once-per-day charms. Or once-per-scene charms, unless, of course, he can... I'm still working on the specifics of exactly what that he does with his cooking powers. But what you all kind of see off to the side, uh, at the very edge of the dock, Minami is literally cooking up a storm. He has from somewhere produced a, uh, a stovetop and, and a, uh, cast iron pan and is just starting to cook. Like, uh, he looks like that he has more arms than ever as they are just going and going and going. Uh, so he can do this for, uh, he can do this for three people who wants the regen 13 essence. Please. I mean,
1: I did tell him
0: that he owed me food. Okay. Who wants the other one?
2: I don't need it at all, so somebody take it.
0: I would say either Tirali or Ferris. Um,
4: preferences? Go ahead and give it to Tirali because I think he's going to have a lot more charms to do bigger damage than I would.
3: Okay. Yeah, she's going to actually blow her load this round.
5: Great. I accept.
0: So uh, in a whirl of uh, of grease and knives and everything, um, the exigent of 10,000 steaks, the god of cooking creates the most beautiful and delightful bread that you all have ever seen. Who knows how that he made it that quick? and I'm sure that that's not how bread actually works but he's a he's the exigent of the god of cooking and he kind of takes like a real like the the big like wooden like bre- uh, like, the, like the wooden like pizza uh things
1: a peel is what that's called
0: a peel okay so he takes the wooden peel and he has the three of them and he like basically just uh catapults them to you guys with perfect accuracy. You guys basically, without risking any kind of attack of opportunity, uh, can grab it, munch into the bread and and regen your essence. It is delicious. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm
1: just going to monkey d it and catch the entire bread in my mouth and gulp it all.
0: That sounds fantastic. So the three of you guys can regen 13 essence split any way that you wish. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice.